everyone, and welcome to the Glad Podcast. I am Lauren Romo. With me, as always, is my cousin and fellow nerd, Andrea Gutierrez. Yo, 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 yo. Bright suns. Dark society. <laughs> What's going on? Nothing. It's always weird when we podcast at a different time, you know? It's just, it just throws me <laughs> off. Yeah, so uh, full disclosure, recording. We are recording on the day... Wednesday, March 22nd, when both Mando and Bad Batch drop. But we're talking Bad Batch today. But yeah, usually we do Sundays. And yeah, we're doing in the Wednesday, morning. Wednesday this evening. Is, this is evening. This is <laughs> yeah. a way different time. This is after work, after dinner. I'm ready to go to bed. Right. <laughs> I think it's both our bedtime. Pretty much. Pretty much. But yeah, kids, uh, Bad Batch, we're going to talk about it. A lot to discuss these past two episodes, episodes 13 and 14. So we're going to get into it. But before we do that, as always, if this is your first time listening to us, welcome. We are Star Wars Podcast that discuss anything and everything within that galaxy far, far away. In each episode, we will dive into one or two topics and have a general discussion on them. Topics could be movies, TV series, books, comics, a specific character, you name it. And we talk about it. All right, Ange. So we are... Two what well, well one more week because we're getting the finale as as a twofer like we two parter yeah so we're we're ending Bad Batch in a week oh my god I'm so sad so I mean let's just let's actually start right there how do you feel I mean season two wrapping up what what's your thoughts so far as we head into the 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 finale the the two parter I mean I just wish this season was longer it's just such a great show to like get into every single week and I don't know. I just, I want to know what they're doing every week. I don't want, you know, I just want to know what they're doing. They've made it to where like, it is kind of like, Oh, I wonder what our, our crew's up to. Yeah. What's the bad batch up to? Yeah. What's, what's the, what's the latest, what's the adventure. And these first, again, first 14 episodes of the second season. I mean, literally we are in the finale now. It's been really good. I think you and I, our recaps have expressed that we have, I mean, I don't think we really felt that ne- obviously we, we don't go negative around here anyway, but like there's not too much that we have said that, Oh, I wish they did this, wish they did that. Like not too much criticism to be honest. Cause it's been a really good season. Yeah. I mean, the only one I kind of had a problem with was retrieval, which with that one, with the miners, the kids running the mine and all that. Come on, let's get going. Let's go. There's, there's things that need to be answered and guess what? They were answered. So, yeah. Yeah. Again, patience, I guess. Right. As, as Obi-Wan tells Luke, patience, patience, patience. But he tells Anakin that too. Yeah. That's true. (laughs) Obi-Wan likes patience. He does. (laughs) Oh, Obi. Oh, Obi-Wan. Yeah, I mean, let's let's get into it. So episode 13 is what we're going to start with. And it is the title of it is called Pabu. Directors were Brad Rao and Stuart Lee. Again, your writers are Dave Filoni and Jennifer Corbett. Again, among many, many others within the whole Bad Batch family. So again, visuals, just the production in the show is so good continues to be so good the music the kiners again every week is so good (laughs) so i don't want to glaze over that stuff because 
you and I, we like to mention that and we always like to talk about it. It's good stuff. It's really, really good stuff every time. Every time. It's good stuff. So, Pabu, we are with Fee in this episode. And we learned some hard hard truths for, uh, about Sid, I think. This is a really big, I think, revelation moving forward that I think you and I have seen coming. And we've, we've talked about it previously with the Bad Batch's relationship with Sid. That's coming to a head for sure. And in this episode, I mean, I, I like to just start right there with Sid. She leaves them a message that is very threatening. To say the least. To say the least. And Fee, even as a friend of hers, even warns the Bad Batch, like, listen, she's a good ally. No question. But you don't want to cross it. So even though they feel like they are doing the right thing and not returning her calls, I mean, they're literally ghosting her, which they should. I mean, let's be real about it. They should. She left them to die on that planet before they could get back to get the Marauder back. So yeah, I'd be pretty mad about it too. And then even after that, when she sends them to go see the Zillow beast, barely information. And then wants to not give them like even more of a share than she usually does. I want to know. That's I want to know what Sid's been doing this entire time. I want to know. Do you though? No, that's, I, I do. Mean, do you, I do. do. Wanna I want to know what she's doing. I think it would be comical. I want to see her waking up every morning, being a grump, asking somebody if they've talked to Hunter. You know, like I want to see. Where's her. that bad batch? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Where's goggles? <laughs> Bandana. Where are you? <laughs> no, I get it. I get you. I get you for sure. I need that. I think that should be like an an extra scene, like a a credit scene or something, you know? What Sid's been up to? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I like that. I like that. I, do you think they, I mean, I feel like they're doing the right thing. I think you feel they're doing the right thing and not. I had it, it up calls. to here. I had it up to here with Sid a long time ago. Yeah. I how, de- how do you feel about Fee? I mean, but Fee though, the warning, I mean, how how does that all that scene play out for you? Yeah, it was it was interesting how they kind of like Hunter admitted that their arrangement was no longer beneficial to them, but and he said they're cutting ties with her, but they haven't really told her, so they're just like avoiding her. And then it's just like weird how then Fee's like, you know, you really shouldn't do that, but she was like, here, let's go to this island. <laughs> let me, yeah, let me protect you. Let me protect you a little bit. So that was a little strange, but. That opening scene, I want to talk to you how much I liked that opening scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. In the cantina, very Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom. So so many little Easter eggies towards Indiana Jones. It was so cool with the poison and the setup and, and the artifact that she's getting. And then did you know that the club they were in was called Laoshe's? No. Yeah. Like Laoshe in... In Temple of Doom. And then oh. the club they're in in Temple of Doom is called Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah. I remember. I've seen that mentioned before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so very I thought, cool. That was all really cool. And um, I like Fee. I just like Fee. Um, and I like Fee even more now after what we learn in this episode. So, and I really like that she brought up that 
they're making Omega a pretty good soldier, but did you ever think about socializing her with people in her own age group? Which someone needs to tell them that. So um, it's not Sid telling them that. Sid's using her to make money off of her playing, you know, games and stuff. But, um, you know, Fee, to learn that Fee is not just taking things for money, but she's taking things to bring them back to this group of refugees that um, hold these artifacts in, in honor and it's part of their history. That's just like really cool. So I think overall, like this episode was just made me hit. I just had good feelings, good vibes. It was like good vibes only like in this episode, even though there was like a disaster, but I still had good vibes. No. Yeah. I totally agree. It was, it was a all around good vibes. Like you're saying episode, like I think a lot of, Things that I think the Bad Batch have been maybe thinking in in their own head, I think Fee kind of brought to their attention, you know. And I like that you bring up what Fee said because I and that's another thing I want to talk about for sure is Fee because I think a she's a great character just like you said, Ange. I love her. She's she's phenomenal, but she, it was a different. That was a twist I wasn't really expecting, as her being you know a quote unquote pirate. She kind of reminds me of uh, a Hondo does things for good in their own way. In their own way. In their if own I screw someone over, way. it just happens, you know. I mean, maybe she's a little more honorable than Hondo, but we love Hondo around here. But I, I think what she brings up, just like you, just like you said, that hey, listen, yeah, you guys are teaching her, but like there should be more than just you know good soldiers follow orders, like. There's more to that for her. There has to be. And she recognizes it because even she sees Omega not just as a soldier, right? She sees her as a as a good person. We've seen that in previous episodes, right? We've seen that one when uh when they went treasure hunting with her, right? She saw like the childlike wonder that is Omega. And she knows how that, how important that is because of where she comes from now or because of what she does. How important it is to people to, I think, be that way, right? And maybe that's how maybe that's how Fee grew up too, and she just got you know caught up in this pirate life. But still, you know, they take they she brings them to Pabo, which is a very remote, like island planet. We're not. I I don't know if we really got location of like exactly where it's at, but we learn that it's very outside the Empire's periphery. It's not on their radar, which is good. So you can always you can already see the seeds that I think Fee is trying to inherit to especially Hunter. Like, listen, you guys need to sit and relax. You guys need to settle down. Even though you think that being on the run is what you need to because you guys are, you know, wanted by the Empire. Here's a place that I'm showing you that you guys will be okay because the whole planet, the whole, this Pabo is all filled with ref refugees, as Fee said, you know, in these artifacts that she, that she gets, like you mentioned, Andrea, she gets them because it means something to these people in Pabo in some way because of the cultures, because of where they came from, you know, so it's a very, a very cool city, a very, again, all vibes, like you were saying. Like, it's just, 
it was a lot of fun. And then to see Omega, like, you know, connect with a, with a person her age was very, very cool. So again, let's start with, start with Fee. Talk about her a little bit more because, you know, for you, Andrea, did you, I didn't see that coming to be honest. I, I did not see that whole, like, oh, she's gonna, you know, tell them where to go and help them out. Like I did not see that coming. And especially for her saying, yeah, you know, she's known Sid a while. She's a good ally, but you don't want to cross her. She's kind of, she's crossing Sid now, to be honest, by hiding them. So give me your overall thoughts and feelings on Fee in this episode. Um, Anything, I know you you talked about a little bit, but anything else or what else you want to talk about um, with her or bring up? No, I didn't see that coming either, that Fee would be like this... um... I don't know, this person, like, out to... With a big heart. Yeah. You know, everybody in the galaxy's just come. <laughs> well, I mean, she's she's hanging out with Sid, you know, and she's on Ord Mantel. You just have to think, like, she's a pirate. Yeah, right. right. She says pirate. Right, 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 right. But, um, man, this feeling just... Or this episode just gave me, like, such good vibes. Like, when they're sitting around and, like, eating dinner and Wrecker says he's full and... Um, they're all watching like Omega, like enjoy herself tech comments on her laugh. Like, Oh my gosh. I like wanted to, I'm telling you, I almost like cried happy tears for them because I want it so bad for them to find a place that they can just like put down roots, which is funny. It's what they say in the next episode, but anyway, uh, and, um, you know, like not have to fight in a war anymore and, and be something different it gave me like these great like warm feelings and i was like i want this for them like so bad and like and i want it for omega and this place just seems like a good place to be you know but i guess it's i and then the story would be over right so (laughs) that's probably not gonna be what happens but that's what they deserve to me is and what i would like to see for them yeah, but again, it's so interesting that Fee was the one out of everybody. Fee was the one that was like, hey, here's this place. I know, you know, I know the, the mayor that runs it. Here, stay here. Like, I'm showing you this for a reason. You know, so I think it's it's just very telling that even a pirate, quote unquote, like Fee, like you said, she... She has a heart of gold, right? She she cares. She's you know she's not just this you know swashbuck swashbuckling pirate character. She she's deep. She's got some layers to her. You know the things that she takes. These you know uh, what do they call it? The um, what does Omega call her? Uh, artifact, a, li- a liberator of artifacts. Yeah, liberator of artifacts. Like. You can kind of see, you know, that actually does make sense. And, you know, like she's doing it for a reason. She is liberating them because it's more important to the people that she gives it to than the people that are selling it. That the people, than the people that probably took it from these refugees where they came from. You know, so yeah, she's a fascinating character, fascinating character. And I don't want to, uh, you know, obviously with Fee, let's talk about tech. Tech and Fee. Ship. Hubba hubba. What do you like? I know. Give me your thoughts. What do you think? I mean, I always liked that she called them brown eyes, you know? (laughs) Right. And it was so funny when Wrecker says, oh, you got competition. That was so cute. And I was like, yeah, I can totally see that. Fee and tech. I like it. 
Um, I, I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I like it. Yeah. I hope, I mean, and you can tell that he, in his way, is showing that he cares, right? Like, kind of hovering around, because right, uh, when they first get there, you know, she had to go put, like, that artifact where they, you know, keep them all. And he was kind of, like, watching her walk away and, like, making sure, like, or whatever. And, you know, she's basically was kind of like, you know, it's going to be okay. I'll be, you know, I'll, I'll see you in a minute. It was very interesting. You know, then even, you know, when she was telling him that those ladders, when the whole, you know, tsunami comes, that, you know, the ladders are up there, he does the, the whatever that thing is called, gavel or whatever, the grappling mm-hmm. hook, grappling hook. He takes her with her, very, like, again, kind of tropey, like, you know, like a romance thing, Beginning right? Beginning of a romance, yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. So yeah, I mean, I I like these two a lot. I think it. I think it's interesting to see, especially for Tech. Don't you think? Like for him to maybe express those type of feelings. I think it's interesting. What do you think? Yeah, I like um, that it can. It doesn't have to be so like uh, like what's the word I'm looking for? Anakin and Padme, where it was just so like romanticized and just like bleh. You know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. You yeah. can tell that there's like a love interest there, and that they d- deserve to be happy together. And it doesn't have to be like swimming with just. Smut. It's not. It's not being thrown in your like face yeah. super directly, right? Yeah. So, love- yeah. Go ahead. What else you got? Yeah, I liked. I I liked it. I I don't usually ship people, but I'll ship them. I like them. I like that. We we ship those too for sure. Yeah, definitely. And then, you know, again, the big thing for Omega, I don't know about you, but like seeing her with a kid her age, very similar to Hera, right? Her and Hera, like connected right away because they were younger. She connects with this, uh, with this other character from Pabu very well. They go on the water. She takes like that deep breath. So it's like, she, you can tell she really does belong. And then, like you said, Fee even brings it up. Like, she she fits here. And Hunter can't deny that either, though. You know, like, I feel like, I don't know about you, but I feel like Hunter, like, finally realizes, like, maybe it's there's more than to just hide. You know? So, you know, talk to me about what you think about Hunter. I mean, I think he's finally coming around. I mean... Maybe he started to a little bit previously, but this episode, I feel like it hit him. Don't you think? Like, it really hit him. Like, okay, maybe this is what we should be doing instead of what we've been doing. Yeah, I think it hit him in all different ways. Like, he saw it with Omega. He saw it with Wrecker and Tech. Um, He also, like, got to see that, like, people can be useful to each other, you know, not as soldiers, but as, like, you know. A community. Yeah. Yeah, community. I was kind of afraid, like, when the tsunami hit, that they were going to be like, this place isn't safe. We're leaving. I was so scared. I was going to be like, God, I hope they don't think, like, they can't stay there. Um, But it was, like, how the story, like, unfolded that the island was devastated and they want to stay around to help um, was very touching as well, too. But for a slight second, I was like, they can't know. 
It did. It almost felt that way, though, right? Like, okay, they're probably piecing out now. But no, they stayed. Again, I think a lot of that has to do with Hunter realizing that maybe we are better off this way. Living in, you know, a, a nice little seaside community with some good food. Right. Good food, good company, you know, kids Omega's age that she can, you know, maybe grow up with. It gives a better opportunity and a better way of life. I think he finally saw, I think he finally sees that, you know? So yeah, it was really good. Again, I, I'm hoping that this, and I think it has changed. And now I don't think they are ever going back to Sid. And they are obviously, as we know, in the next episode, which we'll touch on, Hunter says that we are cutting ties pretty much. So I'm glad that they finally see it. And again, good for Fee for like bringing it to their attention, you know, like good for Fee for making them realize it for sure. And then, yeah, the, I mean, the big, the big action, I think in this, in this episode, not a lot of action, but some good, again, a little fun little action was the tsunami that, you know, came out of nowhere and destroyed the whole bottom of Pabu. And like you, like you brought up, Ange, they decided not to leave, but to stay and to help out because they feel like they can do better. You know, it would be better for them to stay and do that than to just leave and again, live on, live on the Marauder, right? Just that's their home. But now they have a different home now. I know. It's all, all have their own rooms, maybe even their own huts. Right. So, I mean, this is, it's, it's a good, overall good thing. And again, hopefully this means that this is maybe the end game. I mean, I think it was for center, you know, obviously Ken Joseph, we're talking about this episode and I, I think I could see where maybe this is, maybe this is where we end up, right? Maybe this is just where they, they finally stand at this, in this Pabu. I mean, would you be okay with that? If that's like I would the love wrap it. up? I would. If that was the wrap up, like if we, you know, if if that's the wrap up, then I like it. I like them on that place, living a regular life, doing regular things and, and helping out a community. I think that's great. You know, I, they deserve it. Like, I'm telling you, this episode made me feel so warm and fuzzy because they deserve to be happy. But then... But then the show would be over. So if if that's the end of the show, then that's the end of the show. I'm cool with it. Yeah, I hope. I I mean, I hope that's where we end up, right? It feels like maybe that's the setup. That they're going to do this one last thing, right? Like, one last mission, one last hurrah, and maybe this is where, you know, they, they end up. And that would be, I'd be okay with it. If that's, and, and if that's, if we don't get any more Bad Batch after this season, if that's, how we leave it, like them living, you know, a peaceful life the rest of the way. I'm fine with it. It's a peaceful life. Yep. Galen Urso says, peaceful life. And he was right. He was right. Any, uh, any final thoughts on this episode, Ange, before we get into episode 14? It was beautiful. Yes. It was beautiful. Visually. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Usually great. As as always. The water just looks so good. I don't know why. I really noticed the good the animation when there's like the water sequences or if we're any on any water like planet. 
Because the water looks like legit almost real. Like it looks that crispy to me. I don't know about What's you. crazy is like when uh, like 3D animation came out, water was like the hardest thing for them to be able to portray. Water and hair was like the most difficult thing for them to be able to do. And now like to see like where it the bad like batch is. Yeah. <sighs> crazy. Yeah. yeah. No, it's good stuff. It's really good stuff for sure. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts for me on this episode. Loved it. It, I think, again, it maybe sets up the end game of like, okay, this is, after we get done, this is where we're going to end up. This is what we want to do. And I'd be all right with that. I feel, I feel like if that's it, then that's it for sure. 100%. So let's get into episode 14, Tipping Point. Again, directors are Brad Rao and Saul Ruiz. Uh, again, your writers are Dave Filoni and Jennifer Corbett. Whew. Now this is spicy, Inch. This was a spicy. A lot happened. A lot. A lot. A lot, a lot happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, let's start with overall thoughts. What did you think about this episode? This is fresh. This just came out today. A so lot happened. A thoughts? lot. It's funny. The other day I was watching The Lawless. Let me tell you about The Lawless. And a lot happens in that too i mean they are all over the place in that episode and i'm like yeah talk about whiplash um but let's get back to clone force 99 this episode was just awesome talk about like putting all the pieces into place you get to see what rex and echo are doing you can see that the empire is still actively looking for clone force 99 they want omega you get a little bit more of what hemlock is doing and what he's like and he's just a big baddie so i i loved this episode it was really great it didn't really like take me out or like i wasn't like i don't know but it was just i'm excited for next week and to see what's going to be the fate of crosshair and what's going to be the fate of tantus and and lama say and omega like the stakes are really high for everyone right now everyone involved stakes are high so it's a good place to be for the audience yeah i you're 100 right stakes couldn't be higher going into this two-part finale it there's a lot going on like you said we have characters that we haven't seen in a minute show up rex echo hauser hauser our boy hauser comes back gregor gregor fire Chunchi. Was fireball was it was a fireball or fire something fireball yeah fireball Chunchi. yeah senator Chunchi. like it, it, that's interesting because now we see what's been happening on coruscant like they've been getting as we find out like a covert kind of clone network clone that network going on yeah that rex and echo have been working on you got the crosshair stuff there's just yeah there was a lot a lot they packed in this episode and it was good again great setup to what this finale could be and that's one of the things that even with this episode being as good as it was i still don't know where the finale is going to be like and I'm okay with that. I don't know about you. I'm super okay with that. Me too. Like, I, I don't care. <laughs> I'll just, I'm going to let the story unfold because it's that, it's that, that good. Let's dive into this one though. Cause I, I, let's talk about what 
that we, I mean, we just mentioned it, but let's talk about what Rex Echo are doing. Because this is fascinating. So they are literally building an M- a network under the Empire's nose of clones. And we learn that Hemlock has learned of this or is hearing about this. Or no, that was Tarkin. My apologies. Tarkin's the one that brings up to Hemlock that, listen, we we are hearing and we are noticing some of these clones are bad news bears. They're turning on us. You know? And you can see what has been happening because it's been Rex and Echo and the crew. Like, going and saving the prisoners that they're taking back to Tantus. They are, you know, bringing them back to Coruscant, which is risky as hell. But because they have the Martez sisters' little, like, garage shop. Right on. Works out. Works out for me, and I love it. I was hoping to see them. This I time. do, too. I'm hoping maybe, I maybe, was. maybe these last two episodes. Who knows? I, if we don't, we don't. That's fine. But I would love it. I would love it. I would love it a lot if we got the Martez sisters back. But, I mean, talk about that whole kind of revelation. Because that's super interesting to me that after, you know, the after Order 66, it doesn't seem too far. Like, what, we're maybe a year, year and a half after the first season? Two, two at the most, I would think. You were already having this whole kind of, like, clone uprising in a way, right? Like, it's kind of insane to think about. So talk to me about that kind of whole aspect of this episode. What you got? Yeah, I found it really interesting that they called those clones prisoners, you know, that they're actually taking them captive. They're not just saying, oh, you're being reassigned or you're you're done and please give us your armor, that they're actually arresting them now. And then to hear Hauser say later that it's because of dissidents, questioning and disobeying imperial orders. And I mean, that, that could be anything um, yeah. for yeah. imperials. So I love that that's what Rex and Echo are out here doing is Makes saving, so much sense. <laughs> saving those yeah. people, not just waiting for people to come to them and join them, that they're out there searching for clones that are being mistreated and being um, held captive by the um, Imperials. And then to see, like, when that, that imp, like, bit down on that thing and he, you know, like, killed himself just like that assassin did. Like, they're really trying to keep Tantus pretty secret. And, you know, they were, like, panicking and and wiping out the the backup information and, and all of that. Like... That surprised that actually surprised me that they're they're so protective over whatever they're doing on Tantus. Like I know that they are, but I don't think we've ever seen them be so protective over it to where they're just offing themselves and then deleting right. uh information. So that that was kind of cool as well, too. You know, it was interesting that when Echo finally made it onto Pabu and he he told uh, Hunter what they were doing that they they had a network of clones that are hiding underground and acting as contacts that um, Hunter was kind of like don't you aren't you kind of like sick of doing that <laughs> like you know what you're up against like why would you even try like that was really interesting to that that was Hunter's point of view um, when it was brought to him that's a but big change that's a big change huge change 
But huge. I mean, he thinks differently now because, you know, they they've been given this chance to have a new life. So it's a peaceful life. Yeah, I 100% agree. I, it's fascinating, A, that this is what Rex and Echo have been doing, but it also makes so much sense. Because those two are soldiers through and through, right? I mean, they are. Those those guys are about their brothers because they've been through so much through the Clone Wars, right? Like, So you kind of understand their perspective. N- not that Clone Force 99 doesn't feel that way, but they were used in a very different way, right? They were kind of used very covertly, it seems like, right? Off the radar, did these kind of like special missions. They might not, they weren't in that kind of, not that, if this makes sense, Ange, they weren't in the daily like grind of what Echo and Rex were, right? Of the Clone Wars. Right. Um, like feeling the responsibility of, of, others and the scope of like a a war and right because clone force 99 was just themselves like i totally get what you're saying yeah yeah i I think it's 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 fascinating that again hunter out of everybody was the one that tells echo what why, why are you guys doing that like just you know you're 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 in a a a no-win situation basically is what he was telling him it's pretty awesome that echo's response is that uh it's about fighting for our brothers and just like you said like i didn't even think of that like they were surrounded by so many more of them hunter's still surrounded by his brothers right now so he doesn't feel like he's separated from anything so um man i never thought about that good call well it's interesting too because again they the clone force is a very small group, right? It's a team of five and they haven't really lost. And you can say they lost crosshair quote unquote, but like they haven't gone through that. Like, Oh God, we lost this guy. We lost that guy. Like they have been through a lot. So it makes so much sense that they again would want to do that. And that, and then, you know, for Hunter to, to see it differently now is very interesting too. So, I mean, I want to stick on Pabu for a minute because we go back there for like a little bit and I just want my, one of my favorite scenes was the tech and Omega training airplane of uh, uh, flying favorite, favorite segment out of that entire little, um, you know, section of Pabu that we were in and just how nervous he looked and just how like, <laughs> she's like, well, you know, the, what the, whatever, like notifications isn't going off. He's like, well, that's because you short-circuited it because you did it so many times. Like, oh, I loved it so much. Like, and again, it's cool to see Omega, like, flying, learning, you know, learning to do things and doing the training. And then her, you know, seeing Echo for the first time, that was really, really, you know, touching stuff for sure. So let's stay on Pabu and, you know, all, you know, all that that we see, you know, them kind of getting into a groove with this whole place now, right? I mean, you see Wrecker helping out and wanting to and, like, feeling to be a part of this community. So give me your thoughts on those little those little moments within Pabu. What'd you think? How'd you feel? Yeah, I really liked seeing Wrecker as, like, well-adjusted, just, you know, 
looking forward to helping other people and, and being a part of a group and, and, and being happy. And then man, though that scene with tech and Omega, like I've gone through two kids going through driver's training and I know how incredibly, uh, like frustrating it can be to like sit, (laughs) sit in a passenger seat and not be able to like grab the wheel or hit the brake or hit the gas or anything like that and you want you want to be patient like through the whole thing but you're like jesus you're like you're you're about to kill somebody like i can't even get over it it's terrible it's like the worst feeling um i just can't do it oh it's so hard but um it's so ugh. I, Car- I mean carmen she's just she won't even drive anymore with me and eli he's not he didn't like driving with me either i was just always like come on go 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 stop 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 and you can you can feel like that's tech though too like you could. wanting to do that right yeah and just like the lean back like <laughs> i loved it it was so good and then the conversation that hunter was having uh with the mayor saying that putting down roots is an occupational hazard for them and then the mayor coming back asking like well is that like all you are a soldier you know and all these conversations that hunter's having with people are like leaving little cliffhangers right so that one was like a little cliffhanger and then the one he has later with echo is is a cliffhanger so it's like what what is hunter thinking right now what's gonna be his choice does i i mean does he make it i don't know no, you're right. I mean, we're kind of at a at a point where, I mean, it could happen, right? We could we could lose one of them, sadly. I hope not, but we we are at that point. No, yeah, I, I'm glad you brought up the <laughs> the uh, the with Omega in tech. The one little part too is when he says, you know, you're gonna do this type of turn. She's like, oh, the tech, the tech maneuver, or whatever tech turn. Yeah, the tech turn. He's like. Well, that's not what it's called. He's like, but I kind of like it. Like he's, (laughs) I love tech. Tech is so good. Tech is so good. But yeah, I mean, again, even for Omega, seeing Echo, that was such a heartwarming moment because again, she's been so, you know, she's, we know she's missed him based on those few episodes. You know, she was having a hard time adjusting with that. And she got so excited when, you know, she's, he was coming in. She says, you know, Havoc, for you there and you know he says i see you've been keeping up with your training and she says as promised like it was just really good stuff you know and then they land and she just you know it's if you look at that scene you know tech's kind of like wobbly down the ramp and she just won straight at echo it was oh it was really good no it was really good and then again what we learn what what information echo gets from that uh ship that they were on when they got hauser and all those other clones was all encrypted, but what tech could, you know, figure out was that there is a like science scientist division that nobody's ever heard of, basically, right? It's very hush hush. They know that it is they know Hemlock is in charge of it. That's basically all they know. They don't know where it's at. But then they did get a message from Crosshair. And you know, we'll we'll segue into Crosshair after this for sure, but you know, Tech says that after he decrypted the info, he went to scan some old, you know, old, um, you know, scan scanning numbers or their old old whatever, and they ca- he came across one from 
crosshair saying order 88, which is basically saying you're in trouble. You're being, you know, you're being hunted. And I think, you know, everybody's reaction, I think everybody had the same one, but Hunter, Hunter was like, I don't believe it. Which is really interesting, but it makes sense though. Don't you think that he was apprehensive because of, like he said, he lied to us last time. Why would he tell the truth now? I thought it was, I thought it was interesting that they, the, the Tantus or like the place that they found out about is where they're taking clones that have disobeyed, right? And and they're like detaining them there. And then they're like crosshairs there, like he defected against the the empire, like that's no way, point. right? Point. That's yeah. kind of hard to believe as well too. But if that is the case, wow, that that's like pretty interesting for and that's probably a large pill for them to swallow and even understand. So you know, that's like two things to take in. One, Crosshair is trying to warn us. Two, he's he's been taken captive because he turned against the Empire. Like, I I, I would, don't think I would have believed it in, at first either. And I think even if I did believe it at first, I would second guess myself a uh, hundred times because of of their past and, and what Crosshair stands for. Yeah, I mean, it's... They have reason to be doubtful, 100%. They have reasons to doubt that that message is truth, that there's, you know, it's not a setup. So I get Hunter's, you know, apprehension, uh, apprehension about it because last time they trusted, you know, they trusted some message or whatever, like they almost died on Topoca City. So yeah, with caution. And I think that's basically what they're saying Let's investigate to see what's going on. Because, yeah, for him to send us that message with that code, with that warning, very, very interesting, like, you know, very interesting to them and very off, you know, like that doesn't add up to where they that they last saw him, right? Because like you said, they, if it's true, then he did defect, right? He did defect. So let's get into Crosshair because, ooh-wee. <laughs> His character is so fascinating now for me. And I'm so glad we are getting some type of redemption. So as we know in uh, one of the last couple episodes, can't remember which episode, it's uh, drawing a blank on it. But last we saw, he, you know, he shot the um, Imperial officer. And then he gets taken to Tannis because he's with the scientist. Em- Emery, I think is her name is. And we go back. He's on Tantus. They're interrogating him because they he is familiar with Clone Force 99. And they believe he can help them find them because they need to get Omega because of um, Lamasay. 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 And what's, I mean, he, for all of Crosshair's, you know, faults that, you know, he joined the Empire and believed in it, he has seen the light, quote unquote, right? And now he was like, I don't know where they are. And he, he suffered for them without them knowing. And then he even tries to warn them. He, you know, 
gets out of being tortured, even at like, you know, half capacity, half like, you know, half being able to like probably think straight, he's still an accurate shot. Honestly, this episode made me realize that the TK troopers, the stormtroopers are garbage. They're garbage. (laughs) Garbage. You're garbage. Just from the beginning when they get on to the ship um, and then everything on Tantas, they're garbage. And I, I feel like that was kind of something they wanted to display in this episode as well, too, is that they're they're nothing compared to the to the clone troopers. No, nothing at all. And that's the point, right? Like you're saying, that's the point of it. The point is to show that the clones are way more superior than these TKs will ever be. Will ever be. You know, and then for again for Crosshair to have the wherewithal to want to warn them. I mean, he could have just said, you know, I don't know where they are. You can torture me, but I don't I don't know anything. But for him to want to A break free, which stick a pin in that because I want to come back to it. But to break free and then to go and warn them and give them that specific you know, plan 88. Cause he knows they will know what that means. And he even tries to say before they, you know, trap them, like they're after, and he was going to tell them what was going on. And then even after being captured again and being tortured, he still doesn't, he still basically tells Hemlock to, you know, bite it because he's still not going to say anything, you know, and is there any, okay, so I, the reason I said stick a pin in the escaped, because I think Emery, and I want to hear your thoughts, I think she's not really about what they're doing, because I feel like she was trying to help our good friend Crosshair. What are your I, thoughts, Andrea? That was my initial thought, absolutely. So when I did a second watch, I I really leaned in on that part to see if she seemed a little bit more hopeful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she just, I don't know. She's not a big baddie. She's just like stuck in the middle, I guess. Okay. Okay. I, it gave me, again, it, I haven't watched it a second time. This is, again, this is all first watch fresh. She could be a callous. She could. Hmm. Or she could just be someone that believes in what the Kaminoans were doing. Yeah. And that's in the science and yeah. And maybe she believes like Lama Say is right. And maybe maybe she was a, a protege of Lama Say's at one point. Who knows, right? Because a lot of people have mentioned that she's wearing similar clothes to Lama Say, similar to what Omega was wearing in season one. So that could mean that she knows Lama Say, she knows the science. And maybe she feels the same way as Lama Say, that she doesn't believe what they're doing is right because she did kind of leave again from again this is just from my perspective especially when you know she left him on the one hand free she's not a soldier true but that was pretty blatant though she has been probably torturing how many other clones you know what i'm saying though and nobody else has escaped but that's the thing like what are they doing with the clones are they just torturing them for fun I mean, they're torturing Crosshair because they're trying to get information out of them. Uh, that's but good what, point. Are, that's good what point. are they doing with the other clones? I mean, maybe, maybe they're either A, torturing for more information, or maybe you think they're trying to reprogram them? 
That's where my head goes. Well, I mean, that does get brought up when Hemlock and Tarkin finally talk. And he says, you know, Tarkin says that they're rooting them out. And Hemlock tells him that decommissioning them, decommissioning problematic clones uh, will not eliminate the threat. Um, And he feels like he can deal with them in other ways, like torture them and get them to like break their will. And then they just don't want to be a part of anything. Or is he like changing them? their genetic makeup and they're he's making them death troopers hello i know that you're you've been big on that i know you've been big on that i could see that i could see that i could see that maybe them reworking the inhibitor well a lot of those maybe well we know crosshairs is out but these other clones some of them might not have the chip removed right so it's still there maybe they're trying to you know like that Mess assassin that. clone. I mean, he had a chip of some sort. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know the Death Trooper story in Legends. I know they were kind of like zombies. And I don't know if, like, that's kind of what we're doing here. Like, lobotomies and they're they're brainless. And they're, I don't, I have no idea. That sounds kind of stupid. But <laughs> it doesn't really sound like it takes a lot of science to do right. something like right. that. Right. But, um to think that they're reprogramming them is it and because they have a shorter like shelf life right they have accelerated growth they can only use them for a certain amount of time like to me i feel like that's what they're doing they're making death troopers and then if you think of like going into the mandalorian when dr pershing was talking about those death troopers and how they're version three and the original versions were actually humans or did he say humans or clones i don't know so Uh, i want to say humans but maybe i'm wrong but then again pershing he was a scientist in in that same realm of where emery and hemlock are so to me i feel like this is what they're doing with them are, are we going to get it into that? I mean, because they're pretty successful at, at working that program. So it kind of makes me wonder, like, what is going to be the fate of Tantus in these last two episodes? Yeah, because, I mean, I mean, if we think of the the era of that we're familiar with, like the Skywalker saga or anything like that, or even Rebels, there's no mention of it, not to say that it wasn't still around or anything or that obviously that wasn't the story that we were following in those other shows. But yeah, the, I, we, but we you see know. them in rogue one. I mean, Fair. they're with Fair. They're with uh Krennic. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. So, I mean, we know they exist, obviously. We just don't know how, how, where they came from. You could be very spot on where this is the start of the the Death Troopers. Makes sense. It would make sense a lot. And I don't know it, why, but they fascinate me. I like them. They're I, they're cool oh, looking. I mean, we cool sell, looking. They they make those weird noises. That yeah, it's a different kind of calm. Yeah, I mean, we saw them in Rebels in what season three or four when the with Saw it was season four. Was saw and they and they were following that big kyber crystal that was on route. But yeah, I mean, before we don't we don't see them like we we haven't seen the origins, unless again, unless they've always been there and we just don't know that yet. But we haven't heard anything. We don't we haven't seen them walking around, right? Yeah, to In me, the background or anything. 
What a crazy story to think that death troopers are recommissioned clone troopers. Be wild. Like, wild. It'd be wild. I mean, I don't hate that theory at all. I mean, it could work. It, could, it, could it makes work. me sad. I don't hate it, yeah. but yeah. It, it makes me sad. Yeah. If that if that's the reason that they were, you know, repurposing or reprogramming these clones into these other, you know, soldiers that against their will. Yeah, it's sad. It's very, very sad to think about. But yeah, I, I mean, to bring it back to, to Crosshair for just a minute, I am fascinated to see what happens next week. Because I don't know about you, I feel like if, if there's going to be a quote-unquote death, I, I think it might be Crosshair, sadly. What do you think? No, he's going to be a death trooper. He's got the body built for it. I mean, I know. I know. You've been on that train. I know. I know. If that's not the case, what do you, you think? You want me to break your heart? Tech's going to be the one to die. I mean. Uh... <laughs> the season's been huge. He's been huge this season. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, June just showed up. June's got thoughts. June has thoughts on tech. But no, I mean, again, I think... Again, maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I don't, I mean, I don't want anybody to, but I just feel like the way Crosshair has been used this season, his whole journey about redemption, I think saving the crew sacrificially, you know, kind of makes sense. And I wouldn't hate it. I think it'd be a good arc for that character to come from where he came from. Yeah, but don't we do that all the time in Star Wars? I mean, I get it. I mean, it's it's a it's a trope that is used a lot. It's a trope that is used a lot, and I understand that. But it's one that I think this character in particular, for me, deserves it. Like, he deserves to have that moment. You know, he deserves to, you know, be there with his brothers at the end. He deserves to have that kind of, you know... I'm still part of the crew. You know, I'm still part of the crew. I'm still part of the team, even though I left. You know, I, I feel like a him sacrificing himself for the crew would be a big arc. It'd be a big arc for him. And I think it would make a ton of sense. I mean, could could you see that? Would you be okay with that? Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. I really liked his demeanor, like through this whole episode, really. I mean, just him interacting with Hemlock. Um, saying that, like, looking for the kid is a waste of time. You know, he doesn't know where they are, but he knows ways to get a, a hold of them, and he's just not giving that stuff up. So it was really fascinating that he has this loyalty again with with Clone Force 99. So it, it, it's just, it's nice to show that he still cares. That he wants to be part of the crew, right? Like, again, even as much as he's being tortured, he still thinks of Clone Force 99 as his brothers. Even as much as he did or has done, he sees that, you know, that he was wrong. I feel like he sees that and he knows that and that this is a way, maybe by helping them, this is a way to to redeem himself. And I would love it. I I would like it a lot. I would like it a lot. What if, because at the end, uh, you know, Hemlock tries to get 
crosshair to budge again on Omega, and he he turns up the torture device to and the ITO droid to an eleven. What if this is the process of him becoming a death trooper? <laughs> when they see him, there he is. Barker, barker, barker. I, I mean, it this. could be. It could be. I mean, if he's <laughs> no, I'm not first... even going to play that way because I don't like doing that I know, anymore. I know, I'm not speculating anything at all. I I hope Crosshair, I hope Hunter, Wrecker, Tech, and Omega learn that Crosshair has had a change of his black, black heart. Yes. And yes. that he is no longer good soldiers follow orders anymore. I just hope that realization happens. I feel like a will. And I think who really needs to hear it, not that not that all of them don't, but I feel like Hunter does. I feel like Hunter's the one out of that crew that really needs to hear that from him. Because I, I feel agree. like because I feel like he's the one that not that he not that anybody didn't get hurt, but like I feel like he feels like maybe he's a little bit responsible because of what, you know. Crosshair was telling him at the end of season one, like, you know, you left me. You didn't come back for me. It may may be a little bit deep down that maybe Hunter feels bad. And maybe Hunter feels that, yeah, maybe I did screw up. And I, But I feel like, yeah, out of anybody, Hunter's one that really needs to hear that from from Crosshair. You know, because I think Tech, again, Tech, like he, he told Omega earlier in the season, like, you know, we have to respect, we have to respect, you know, what Crosshair, you know, and, you know, others have done, the path that they have chosen. He would be more forgiving. I think Wrecker would be more forgiving. Hunter's one, I think, that would need a little more convincing. And he would have, to, you know, it would be a big moment for me. It would, it would definitely be a big moment if Hunter's one that, you know, Hears it from hears it from him as he sacrifices himself. <laughs> Again, that's my, that's yours, that's mine, that's mine. <laughs> yours is sort, yours is Death Trooper. We're both probably gonna be wrong. We've been sticking to it this whole time, so we might as well all the way to right, the end. Right, yeah, we'll we'll ride with the ship, hundred percent, hundred percent. Any final thoughts, Ange? You want to wrap up with this episode? Anything we didn't bring up? No, I mean we covered everything. It was nice to see Tarkin. Dabbling in, yeah, in the, tarts, in the forbidden tarts. science department um, and trying to say, hey, 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 you're not doing it right. I'm about to intervene. So that was good to see Tarkin. And we know, uh, you know, they're going to some summit. And yeah, the summit. And that what is, is that? episode is that what it's called? title. Ooh. So it should be fascinating, kids. We'll see where this goes. I really, again, this is one of the beautiful things that this show has done this season is I really, I don't know how this is going to end because I think there's a lot of possibilities. There are a lot of possibilities. So do you think, will we have a season three? Well, is this going to be it? Is these last two going to be the last of the Bad Batch? I, the way that these last couple episodes have formed, I feel like they could. I feel like two seasons, they, you know, Whoever's left, ride off to Pabu and and live their life. Omega goes with them. You know, it just Does declared. that kind of make you sad though? We're not gonna get like more Omega. We're not gonna get a 
I mean, that's mm-hmm. not to say we can't see them for sure. This is just this chapter, this story for them is closing. We could see them in another animation. We could see them again. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they bring them into live action. I don't know that. I don't know. Totally bring Omega into live action. We could, we could, we could. The one thing that I don't think that we will get answered or any, you know, connection to is clearly Boba Fett and Omega meeting or knowing that they existed. Yeah, that's going to happen in the book of Boba Fett season two. (laughs) This is what you're calling right now? Yeah. Sour Celebration uh, exclusive? Yeah. Breaking news? Book of Boba Fett season two? That's what I'm saying. I love it. I love it. But no, yeah, we, we again, not to say that we won't see them, but this chapter of their story will be closed. I could see that. Because I feel like where they're going, I don't think there's after that where it could go. I mean, you could keep going, but like, I kind of like the, you know, the end up on Pabu, Sunset, Tekken, you know, Fee hanging out. Like, I like that. I like that ending for them, for this, for this story. I like it too. And again, maybe down the road, you know, maybe they, you know, they're called to action because of Rex or Eek or Echo or whatever. Right. I mean, who knows? Maybe Echo, maybe Echo dies. That'd be sad. That'd be sad. Echo already died. Can't do it to him again. I mean, fair. I mean, you could. I mean, but I hope not. I hope not. All right, kids, that's it. That's the show. Thank you so much for listening to us. I hope you enjoyed our recaps of The Bad Batch, episodes 13 and 14. If you guys want to follow and listen to us more, you can follow us at The Galactic Pod on Twitter and all the other episodes and recaps of Bad Batch and a lot more are on our um, are on major platforms like Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify. We're all over those. And give us a rate and review if you don't mind. Share that you like us. Let us know. Tweet at us. Say, hey, I like the show. Say, hey, I like you guys. I yeah. think you guys do great work. We appreciate it. We I appreciate like it. it. Yeah, we appreciate it. Let's get Or warm. I would even like negative feedback, you know? Something to learn from. Whatever you want to throw at us. We can I'll take, take it. We can take criticism. I like <laughs> Give us that one star and just explain why, though. Just don't, yeah, but just explain don't rate why. us one. Give just us why. Explain why. So that I we can learn. We can learn and grow from whatever you feel like deserves a one star that's fine that's fine and you guys can follow me lauren romo at lauro knows on twitter and hive you can follow me andrea gutierrez at r2d2 step on twitter anybody hear that new gym and track dang another one coming up bts updates 24th bts updates kids bts updates all right guys as always may that force be with you Always. Always.